before we get started on this episode, I wanted to let everybody know that I'm working on a new album. Now, here's the catch. Streaming is not paying the bills like a, like you would hope as an artist. So, I've set up two ways to support me making this album. You can go to the GoFundMe, which is down in the description of this podcast. And if you give more than 15 bucks and provide your email then I will email you the songs as I finish them. That would be pretty amazing. The second way is I've got t-shirts. That's right. You can go grab a t-shirt in the link in my bio as well, and it's the album cover. So if you want to do that, it puts 15 bucks directly towards this fund, and you get a t-shirt, so the rest of it goes towards production of that t-shirt. So anyway, thanks so much for supporting if you choose to do it or for listening when it comes out. Let's jump into the podcast. Welcome to the Indie Christian Music Podcast. This is episode three. I am your host, Jonathan Allen Wright, and I am so excited to have my friend, my mixer and my masterer, Spencer Annis, on the podcast today. Spencer, he's been doing this since about 2017. He's based out of Lynchburg, Virginia, and he is running Honey Verb Studios with, with Joshua Sasson and a lot of really fun stuff. Today we talk about production, we talk about his story, and we talk about how you go from interning with NASA as an engineer to creating and mixing indie Christian music instead. So you're going to want to check it out. Here we go. This is episode three with Spencer Annis. And now we're here, we're podcasting, and I have got Spencer with me. Dude, thanks for hopping on. I'm excited for this. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm super I, excited. I, I think it's funny. I was telling I was telling one of my friends yesterday who uh, I was he was like, What are you up to tomorrow? And I was like, Well, I'm having Spencer on. And I was telling him about how we had started communicating and then we realized we live like an hour from each other. Yeah. And that our moms Crazy. went to the same college. Yeah, that's wild. So I uh I don't know what happened there, but we we were destined to hang out and yeah. talk. And so we had coffee already. It was a good time. And now you're mixing stuff for me. So that's yeah. also a good time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, thanks for hopping on. Um, of course. Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll start off with just kind of talking out like how you got into this world of, of indie Christian stuff. I know a little bit of that, but how did you start? Yeah, I'll try to give the short version uh, for now. Well, we've um, got like 50 minutes. So yeah, just true. <laughs> Sure, I'll take the whole just run it. Just, yeah, uh, man. So like about halfway through college, which was 2014 for me, um, the Lord just radically changed my life. I encountered Jesus and uh, just completely surrendered my life to him, which up until that point I hadn't done. And uh, I was kind of not living for him at all. And then um, he started just putting this passion for like worship leading and um, song. I've always had a passion for songwriting, but, um, like doing songwriting and stuff and like personal worship, like in the quiet place, uh, just was so sweet to me. And I felt like eventually the Lord was like, Hey, I want you to share these moments with me to like help inspire intimacy with, uh, me with others, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I was like, all right, God, well, you got to help me 
figure out how to release this stuff. So uh, I d- didn't come from a background where I knew anything about production or, you know, anything about that. But um, I, yeah, I think it was like 2017, 2016, 2017, where I started recording stuff and um, starting releasing stuff. And of course the quality was just <laughs> so bad. And, um, but I didn't, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. All of us, when we first start, everything goes so smooth. I don't, that yeah. must be an only use situation. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I like, I think, yeah, 2017. And then I, so I, I knew that it, you know, could be better. And I knew that I wanted to, continue to grow and kind of offer the best that I could, uh, without, you know, any resource besides just walking with God through it. And I just learned as much as I could about production and mixing and mastering. And, you know, along the way I had a few people to, to help me and encourage me, but yeah, especially starting out, man, it's, it's tough. So I, I love being able to help out any, you know, indie Christian artists wherever I can, cause it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, tough to break through the noise and, uh, you know, use what God gave you and the songs yeah. he's given you. So I, I think it's also really cool that you're helping with that. Like you, you've got honey verb going on right now, your yeah. production stuff. And that's with, with Josh, right? He's, he's yep. doing like some producing and some studio stuff, right? Like what, yeah. what is, what is y'all's dynamic there with, with honey verb? Yeah. So Joshua Sawson is, it's awesome. He doesn't have like any online presence, so it's always hard to like give him shout outs and stuff. Cause <laughs> You're like, here's like, this person and yeah. you'll never find him. <laughs> it's like, is that Spencer's imaginary friend? Or like, you know, who is this person he's making music with? Um, so Joshua and uh, Benja, both of them, Benja Schick, are both um, kind of my producers right now. Like I I work alongside with them for a production of of my music now. And, uh, I just, Josh was such a idea guy. Like he, he's just like, you'd be like, Hey, I have this song idea. And so I'll like send him the song and he'll be like, okay, uh, let's do this and this and this, you know, and he'll like throw together together, like the, the coolest stuff. And so, uh, eventually we were like, you know, Hey, you, you love production and like, I love mixing and mastering. And like, we both have a heart for the indie Christian music scene. And so like, why don't we just partner up and try to help people out and make a living off of it maybe so that's awesome yeah i i feel like your josh is my blake if that yeah. makes sense like yeah you now you now are familiar with blake because you've received tracks from me i don't know half the time what blake is doing i'll send him a track and be like dude i don't i don't know what to do yeah. right now i i want a sound here yeah. and he'll be like all right give me like a week and he'll send me back something I, that I don't even know how he achieved it or what yeah. he did. And and I'm like, it's fine. I, I, I don't have to know. I'll just put it in the track. So. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. And it's cool. Joshua is such a, like, such a good musician too. So like I'll play something on keys or write something on keys and I'll be like, Hey dude, please play this. Cause it's going to be <laughs> 10 times better than if yes. I played it. And like, same with like electric, like he's super good with electric and man, Benja, honestly too, man. Like I just feel so blessed to work with both of them. Cause he's like, uh, he's just a phenomenal drummer and yeah. like vibe curator. Like yeah. he literally just like, he helps so much kind of pull things together and, and even give, direction when needed as well so um yeah i'm super thankful i'm working with them now but for the longest time man it was you know just me it's me out there <laughs> it's it's hard i think it, it i guess this is more like a personal 
thing, and I don't know if you relate to it or not, but it is hard initially when you're so used to playing every instrument and doing every ounce of it to suddenly, I mean, I remember with Blake, he was like, I have a guitar idea. And I was like, I'm handing him my baby right now. Yeah. Little did I know that it was not a very, a very good sound, you know, but then I, I hand it to him. I'm like, please, I guess do something, but you're nervous. And so it is, uh, it's hard to move past that. And even when we had had the conversation about mixing, right? Like you're mixing the next project and stuff for me. And initially I'm just like, heck yeah, that sounds great. But there is that part in me that's like, uh, what's going to happen, you know, about yeah. this. And, and thankfully it's been very nice by the way. <laughs> yeah, man. I totally get that. Even with the, the last like EP sort of album thing I did, uh, was the first time I was like, okay, I feel like I really need to trust the people I'm working with. And so there was a few songs that like, it took me a kind of a while to warm up to. And I was like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, you know, it's, it's cool. We might just completely redo this one, but I'm going to sit with it for a while. And then I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is really good. You know, have you, have you had a, uh, have you ever, ever had a song that you worked and you worked and you worked on and it was so many versions of it and that you still have not (laughs) got it where you, I mean, I I have asked this question. Uh, actually, I ask it on a later episode. Your episode becomes first, so this is going to be like a weird timeline. But yeah. I uh, I ask the guys on the next episode if they've ever had a song that you're like, I just cannot get yeah. it. What is happening? And it becomes like this almost white whale situation. Yeah, dude, I'm actually pretty weird with songwriting. So like I, if I don't finish something and like it, I typically will throw it away yeah, yeah. <laughs> and never touch it again. <laughs> and so I, I think the only time something similar to that happened was with the song Jehovah. And what was wild is that song I was actually one that I wrote back in, like right when I moved to Nashville, I think in 2018, I wrote that. And I was so like, I remember it came from such a special place and, and I just, I really wanted to release it at the time. And I could not, for the life of me, decide whether or not I wanted it to be in 3-4 or 4-4. Oh, man. So, like, the timing was bothering me so much because I think I was singing, like, the verses in 4-4 and the chorus in 3-4 or 6-8 or something. And so I, like, pocketed it, and I didn't think I was ever going to come back to it. Uh, But then one day I was, when I moved here to Lynchburg, I was sitting with it, and I was like, man, I still really feel like this is something I need to release. So... Um, actually Joshua was over at the time and he just played that little like piano line, I think. Yeah. And then I kind of like built out the rest of it and mixed and mastered it. And, you know, at the time I was still like growing a lot and mixing and mastering. So it still wasn't like, you know, the quality I wish it would be, but I released it. And what was funny is like, it didn't really like get any attention or traction. I was like, I was like, God, I felt like you wanted me to release this and like, you know, release this worship song. And, um, but okay, like, you know, it's out there, do whatever you want. And so what's crazy is, um, this year, I don't know if it was, I don't, I really don't know what happened, but it like caught the algorithm or something and like skyrocketed. Like it was, that's awesome. It was, like it went from like, you know, a hundred plays a day to like 
six or seven thousand. I was like, what the heck is happening? Why right now? Like, what yeah. is going on? So praise God that you know people I, are... I had a weird moment last summer where I had released a cover of God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. And it nothing no, like I didn't push it, I didn't do anything, I just put it out there. No one listened to it, and that was what I expected. But last summer, uh, there was one day where it got listened to almost 700 times in yeah. Florida. And <laughs> and I sat there, and I looked at these stats, and I sent it to Blake, and I'm like, Does, I can't make this make any sense. Never happened again. It, wow. I just In that one song, there's like this weird spike, and then it went away. So yeah. I don't know what happened in Florida that day, but they just – maybe it got caught on a shuffle or something. Like that, but so okay, you you started off and you're you're producing all your stuff. You felt like God was pushing you to to write. So how do you uh, go from? I mean, you have like an engineering degree, right? Like something like that. How do you go from? I'm going to go to school. I'm doing engineering to suddenly I'm doing mixing and mastering <laughs> for independent Christian music. Gosh, dude, I don't know. So high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And like I said, at the time, I wasn't really following the Lord. And I had this like car phase where I was just so into like working on cars and like customizing and like upgrading things on the ones that I, or the, the car that I had. And so I was like, well, I like cars. So let me like, I'll just go into mechanical engineering, I guess. Right. And then like, you know, halfway through college, I was like, what the heck am I doing? And, you know, stress really started hitting and the lack of sleep. And yeah. um, I was also kind of like, you know, not really like I was trying as hard as I could. And I wasn't really like excelling. Um, and it's funny because, you know, that same time I like, you know, encountered Jesus, and like my life kind of changed. And so I like was like, okay, God, well, do I have to finish this degree? <laughs> like, yeah. And I felt like he was like, uh, like, I'm going to use it. Um, so just go ahead and finish it out. And so mm. I was like, okay, dang it. And I was like, well, you're going to have, I really to wanted a no there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're really going to have to help me like pass these tests. Cause they're getting crazy. And so dude, somehow passed all the tests that I needed to and, um, ended up like, I think 34th from the bottom <laughs> of my nice. class in, in the mechanical engineering department. So, but I, I got through it somehow. But they still yeah. give you that degree, yeah. even though you're 34th from the bottom. I mean, you still get yeah. it. Yeah. I actually have a, a funny story about the, the car thing too. I, so one of my friends graduated before me and she got a job with GM. And so she came for like a job fair and I was like, oh, hey, like, it's good to see you. Like, and she was like, oh, are you thinking about working for GM? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll think <laughs> about it. And so, like, I went and tried to sign the little iPad thing where they want your contact info and, like, your resume. And so, it, like, you're scro scrolling down and it gets to the part where it's, like, GPA. And I, like, click the drop down menu. <laughs> and at the, t at the time, my GPA was, like, 2.6 or something. Yeah. And so, it just went down to three. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, it's uh, it's not going down any any further. And she was like, oh, and like took the iPad away from me slowly. And I was like, <laughs> You're like can we round up, please? <laughs> yeah. So, but you, uh, okay, but yeah. you did end up. You did you you told me you interned at NASA or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, there was a NASA base like 15 minutes from where I grew up, and uh, when I was thinking I was going into mechanical engineering, I was like maybe I'll do like robotics or something. And our like sponsor was NASA. And so there was some lady that was like the go between, um, 
and she kind of recommended me for that internship. And so then I like, yeah, interned like five summers or something crazy like that there. And then I was like, you know, yeah, this isn't the line of work for me, but it was an interesting experience for sure. Yeah. So, and, and so once again, it does leave a person wondering what the path was because you, yeah. you almost interned at GM or you tried, there was an attempt. We'll say that. And yeah. then you interned with, with NASA, you got an engineering degree. Yeah. What does that path look like where you suddenly are working with integrity music you're working with other artists mixing how what happened there (laughs) yeah for sure so I I graduated and I didn't really know what what I wanted to do and I spent some time like praying about it and the Lord was like um, there was a week where I felt like every day of the week something having to do with Nashville came up and I was like, I've never really thought about moving to Nashville. And, you know, that was kind of at the time before it was like the cool place to go, you know, it was yeah. like 2018. It was like coming up a little bit, but it wasn't like everyone's like, I'm going to Nashville. I'm going right. to Nashville. Especially for like Christian music or Yeah, or I thought, I honestly thought that they only had like country music there. Yeah. And which I'm not a huge fan of. So I was like, I was like, okay, God, like, we'll see what's out there. Yeah. And so I applied for some jobs and got one and, um, and just moved there. And actually it was in, uh, civil engineering. So there you go. I, I did that. And that's kind of how I got out to Nashville. But, you know, this whole time, like end of college, you know, into Nashville and stuff, I was starting to, you know, make music and really have this passion for, uh, for worship and, um, creating and releasing stuff that I felt like the Lord was on. And so it was like, uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting journey because so throughout high school and, uh, college, like I loved R and B for some reason. (laughs) And so obviously I got like saved and, you know, it became a sanctified love for that sort of vibe and feeling, but it was just such a funny phase. Cause like, um, you know, I've, I've always loved singing and I, I just love the, um, the excellence kind of in that vocal area with yeah. like R and B and pop and stuff. And For so sure. I kind of went in that direction, but not really knowing what I was doing and kind of like trusting the wrong people a little too much. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. so I, I really didn't like a lot of what I ended up, um, making and and so i ended up just taking a lot of projects down was was it all the slow jams you did was that what did it (laughs) you were like i don't know if i'm yeah i don't know (laughs) someone made some comment that was like i think it was like a label or something at the time they were like maybe it was it might have been centricity i don't know but they were like they their main person listened to it and was like this is definitely very different it's like sexy Jesus music. Oh, and I kind no. of don't know how to feel about that. I was like, that's not exactly what I'm going for. You're like, that was not what we intended, I promise. Yeah. But I, I think also, like, some people do it really well, like what I was kind of trying to do. And I think more and more I realized, like, I was just trying a little too hard to make something that, like, my friends at the time would think was cool or, like, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know. I, I just overall, like in maturing realized like that kind of wasn't really me it was just kind of like some stuff I was having fun doing (laughs) and so I think it like grew and mature over time but well it's kind of it's kind of like you process it out right yeah like I I was having this a a similar conversation with someone where we listen to a lot of things 
We enjoy them. Yep. We almost try to mimic them. Yeah. And in that, we can't help but have like certain tendencies with our own vocal and with the way yeah. that we voice chords. Yeah. And so we, it, it's almost like you suddenly invent your own version of all of these different influences. Mm-hmm. So for you, you're listening to, to R&B and you're like, yeah. I'm going to make this R&B Jesus song, you know? Yeah. And at the same time, you're formulating and hearing certain ideas that you like and that you probably still do, but it's just become your sound, you know? Yes, I, I agree. I also just want to say, too, like, the, there's friends of mine that are in the Christian R&B, R&B scene, and they're like, you know, I guess they're virtual friends. I've not met a whole lot of them in person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're doing it really well. Yes. And everything they're doing is so soulful and, like, just fits. And what I was doing at the time was finding producers that produced, like, that kind of R&B music, you know, and I was singing over that with the same sort of stylistic stuff that just made it a little off. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Like there's, there are like so many Christian R&B artists that are killing it. Like they've got such a good sound, but Mm -hmm. it's because that's their sound that they've wound up in and they're so comfortable doing it. That yes. you can tell that it's authentic. Yes, it's just, yeah. it's honest, it's real. It'd be like I, if I tried to do a country song, people would be like, mm, what's he, what is he doing, you know? Yeah, or, or it may be that I need to do that, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Next track coming to you is a country ballad, yeah. we'll see. You never know, man. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. So you left the R&B world, and you are, you're in Nashville, you're doing civil engineering, yeah. So so what kind of takes place after that towards this? Well, so even when I was in Nashville from 2018 to 2020, um, you know, and, and before that, I, I've been very heavily involved in worship leading. And I think like, I don't think a lot of people that hear my music know that. Um, and they're probably like, you know, why isn't he releasing more stuff? Or like, but honestly, I like it's been kind of hard to fit in like the creativity between like the full-time job and, yeah. you know, worship leading stuff, especially cause I was in like, you know, kind of worship director roles and stuff where I was, you know, pretty, you know, just busy and stuff. So I, you know, something I took from Nashville too, is just like kind of refining uh, my worship leading a little bit. A guy named Curtis Parks, he's, he's awesome um, out there. I kind of helped him with the church plan out there in Nashville and, um, and he kind of helped refine a lot of the kind of rough edges that I had. Maybe not rough edges, but I was just like a little too on the flowy side of worship where I just yeah. like there was no structure at all. Yeah. We, <laughs> and so, yeah. We talked about that because we said yeah. that, you know, uh, when we when we met up and, and hung out, yeah. we were saying that it's so difficult with leading worship because you don't want it to be this like production where there is no flow to it and it comes across as like this is so rehearsed that they're not even worshiping at this point but on the flip side of it you do have to be organized and how difficult that can be sometimes yeah sometimes like you know i you know it's your personal worship times like you're you, you know you're following where things are going you know and and i feel like sometimes people bring that into corporate leading sometimes and aren't really like helping people understand what they're singing or like yeah. <laughs> so i dude uh for any worship leaders out there i would highly recommend this book i've listened to it on audible like twice now nice. and it's um 
it's called The Reset by Jeremy Riddle, and by far just the best worship leader book I've ever read. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's now like in in your time worship leading, mm-hmm. I I mean every time I talk to to other worship leaders, I've got to know: Have you ever had something happen where you're like, you know, I don't want to not blooper a worship fail. No, if you worship will. For me, one time I, I was playing and yeah. I broke my guitar pick in half. Oh, man. And it flew, it like frisbeed and hit the front row. Oh, my so God. to my pastor, it looks oh, like I'm playing and I just like throw my pick to the crowd. Yeah. And and he's just like, what, are you, what is this? You know, and, yeah. and the rest of it, I had to play with my thumb and it was terrible. But have you yeah. ever had moments like that? So I, I think I probably block a lot of them out of my mind. <laughs> but the, there was like, one, wanna... man, even last night. So we have like our Tuesday night prayer room here uh, with Breakthrough Church, and it's like a very kind of, uh, it's, you know, it's ministry to the Lord time, so it's very like, and, and it's very also kind of very soaky, sort of like, you know, people come and they they worship and they receive, and uh, it's it's just really cool, and so it's very flowy, very like, you know, yeah, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's It's not like, I don't know, but picture you're in kind of like a a soaky sort of set and we have a pad going my phone died and typically we have like a pretty simple setup for the prayer room so i'll have like you know bluetooth into one of the speakers like a pad that's on repeat and we'll play keys and acoustic and have like two two singers um but last night my phone uh died and so i had my my friend i was using his phone he was like here here's a pad and he connected it and handed yeah. it to me so i'm you playing just hand keys. him a microphone and he's like <laughs> you know, Man, dude i was playing i was playing keys and i had this pad going and i didn't realize it wasn't on loop and so it hit like the 45 minute mark or whatever and I'm automatically it's it's apparently on youtube and automatically goes to another video in <laughs> And it's it's a pad, but it's in a completely different key. So all of a sudden, you know, it's all calm and peaceful, and it's like, bah, bah, yeah. like oh my gosh. I mean, it's better than it going to like a YouTube streamer. You know, it's just like, yeah. what's nervous. up, gamers? It's your yeah. boy. You know, <laughs> I was nervous it was going to go into an ad because I think I yeah. saw the moment where it started to change, and I was like, oh no, it's just um, sweating. You know? And we have like, you know, probably 30 people there that are just like, you know, just in their space with the Lord and stuff. And all of a sudden it's like just this super awkward key change. Yeah. Everybody's moving yeah. capos. And stuff. Yeah. Like, like, oh, what do we do? Yeah. Now, but, I, yeah. There's uh, probably worse things that have happened to me, I'm sure. But that's off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's a recent one. So that's just what it is. Yeah. I've I had one Sunday where my in-ear pack was glitching out. And so every now and then I'd have like a happening, but it would go in one ear and then it would stop working. And this one would blare like only a little bit. Then it would go out and then nothing would be there. And then suddenly only my vocals are coming through here. So I I endured like two songs that way. And then I was like, I've got to get them out. What is happening? I actually had something very similar happen to me when I was in Nashville, but it was our like receiver um, that was picking up. Uh, like a Mexican music oh. station. <laughs> so the whole time I'm hearing salsa music. <laughs> You're like, I've never felt the spirit more. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so That's that was kind so of Oh, man. This episode of the Indie Christian Music Podcast is brought to you by the people over at Emmaus Apparel. Go check out 
these good Christian t-shirts and stickers. They're hard to find. It's hard to find a good Christian shirt that doesn't make you just cringe and shrivel up internally from seeing it. I used to work at a Christian bookstore, and I still remember the ones that were like spiritual warfare, that it kind of looked like a Modern Warfare 2 logo, or even worse, a breadcrumb and fish as opposed to Abercrombie and Fitch. Anyway, it left me scarred. Well, Emmaus Apparel helped me deal with that past trauma. They've got amazing t-shirts. Two of my favorites are the Preach the Gospel one. It's a sick design. My second favorite is the one that says, Here Lies Death, and it's on a tombstone. It's good conversation starters without looking like, you know, an eBay logo that says, I pray instead, or something like that. So, here's the deal. Listeners, you can go get 15% off of your order. You just need to use my last name as a coupon code, right? W-R-I-G-H-T. Go use my last name, right, for 15% off. It also goes to help me. It helps the podcast. So go support Emmaus Apparel and Indie Christian Music. Go pick up a nice t-shirt. Help change people's minds about that stuff. So so you're, you learned how to do worship leading and, and a little bit more of what it looks like to be organized you learn how to yep. get the salsa music out of your in-ears and yes. stuff like that and, how to worship and, through the salsa music yeah so so what ends up happening how do you end up i guess how do you end up out of nashville and back in virginia um yeah so i it's a longer story but th- through a bunch of crazy connections i met a guy named andrew lennon and he started breakthrough as like a house church back in probably 2015, 2016, I think. And um, their worship leader at the time for a little while was uh, Danny Schick, and John Mark was there helping too. Um, And so I I think Danny Schick moved to Fredericksburg or something, and I was passing through from Blacksburg or from Nashville to, to where I live, like where I'm originally from on the eastern shore of Virginia. Yes. And... Um, Andrew, uh, who's a pastor breakthrough, was like, hey, do you want to, like, come into town on your way back home for whatever holiday and do, um, you know, lead a house church set or whatever? And then I was like, oh, yeah, sure, that'd be fun. And so I was passing through, and he was like, also, do you want to, like, move here and be our new worship director? (laughs) And I was like, I kind of laughed it off because it was just kind of a funny, like, random thing to ask, you know, in a joking way. Uh, but it like stuck with me, man. It was the craziest thing. And I, I was like, God, is this you? Like, am I actually supposed to move now that I'm finally settled in Nashville? And like, <laughs> and so that's like, what I happened. just unpacked these boxes. What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, sorry, I'm coughing in the mic. Oh, you're good. Uh, you're good. Yeah. So I, um, I prayed about it, talked to my bosses. This was right before the pandemic. And my bosses were kind enough to let me work remotely Um, and so I was like, okay, I guess this, the Lord's on this, you know, there was just grace all over it. And so I moved to Lynchburg. I was kind of like, where am I going to live? Thankfully, John Mark Pantana was looking for a roommate too. And he was like, Hey man, why why don't we just like, you know, get this loft apartment downtown? I was like, sweet, let's do it. So I lived there with him and moved here. Let's see. So 2020, and then I've stuck around helping break throughout, um, as worship director for a while. And I've just now stepped off of the worship director position to the prayer room director. So, nice. um, and yeah, man, it's, so it's, and I got married 
yeah. my wife Jenna, and that was that was crazy fast too, man. Like, you know, when people like it talk just about happened the Lord's last week, timing, you know. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When dude, the Lord's timing is crazy. So like, uh, I met her when I moved here, and then I we got engaged that summer. So like, you know, six months and we're engaged, but it there felt like so much longer. So it was just this crazy thing, and then we got married in October. Found out we were having a kid in January, and then had our first kid in October Dang, or September. That, wow, man. I'm gonna get in trouble. You, you were like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's going on record. We've got it now." Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> dude, that yeah, that's it's like you decided so fast. You were like, "I'm settling down now," yeah. and here we yeah. are. I'm married with a child. Here we go, and Wild. that's I mean, but that's super exciting. You know, I I met Kristen when I was working at a ministry down in the mountains of North Carolina mm-hmm. and we went out once and then she was like, I'm not feeling this and broke up with me. No. And I was like, Oh, what? You know, but uh, like a year later we went out. We then at that point we dated, got engaged, all that stuff. But within three months, you know, she and I, we were like, we're pretty sure that we're going to get married. You know that. So when people yeah. say stuff like, Oh, we got engaged after six months, I'm like, that that makes sense if i mean yeah. if you know especially within like the christian context of yeah. prayerfully considering what you're doing with your life yeah there's there can be a lot of peace to be had in those quick decisions still so that's pretty cool yeah yeah and so um yeah and even, even just with like moving here like it's just so funny cuz so much like has happened in my life in the past like five years and it's like I've kind of been able to still like make music and fit it in here and there and yeah it's just so funny to me man like I, I'm still very passionate about you know writing and, and releasing music and I, I just do it when I can but I feel like I see so many people and they're just on this awesome grind of like being able to promote and market well and like do shows and stuff and meanwhile I'm like making music whenever I can is like this hermit that, you know, people are like, what does he even do? Does he talk? I remember I posted a dude, I, I don't remember who it was, but I, I posted something a while back being like, Hey, like I, you know, talking into the camera, like, Hey, I've got a song coming out, you know, this day, like, you know, new album with like, you know, integrity and everything. And, um, and people were like, he talks. <laughs> See, I think people see a video of me and they're like, oh, he's talking again. (laughs) You know, there he goes more. I it's being on video is awkward. We say as we're on video, but, you know, uh, making promo videos is so awkward. Yeah, because a lot of times, I mean, you're just sitting by yourself in a room and you're like, all right, I've got to act excited about what I'm doing. And internally, I'm like, are people going to like this? You know, that there's yeah. that internal battle going on. Yeah, I, I definitely struggle with that a lot because, you know, I I follow a lot of indie musicians in the Christian music world and not. And, like, I see that all the time, just people pushing music. And, um, and so it's just this weird thing where you're like, you're like, me personally, I'm kind of tired of seeing people promote music, but I know that, like, you know, to do something excellent in excellence and like of good stewardship, you need to like tell people about yeah. it. Yeah. But it's just like you're hoping that people aren't just like annoyed. But it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's just a very interesting thing. Well, um, you and yeah. I even had a little bit of that conversation because I, I texted you 
when I launched the GoFundMe for the the project I'm working on. Yeah. I was like, dude, like, do you have any advice on this? Because it feels so awkward to put yourself out there and be like, hey, everybody, you should give money to this project. Streaming yeah. doesn't bring in a lot. It would help me get this made. Because then you feel like, are people going to think I'm needy? Are people going to think that I'm a try hard? And eventually you just have to say, I think that God is wanting me to move this direction. Let me put that aside. But I texted you because I felt so awkward about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a weird thing too because I feel like we're in such a weird time where you have to like play the posting game right, you know, and like catch the algorithm somehow or else like nobody really sees it. And I think that's what I really struggle with because I'm like, man, there's so much I don't know and I don't know how to do these things well. And like, you know, nobody's out here helping people with marketing stuff, you know, for, I don't know, there's just, there's just a lot of cost involved to do it well, I guess. And, um, and so for me, I'm like, man, like I'm at this point where I wish that I knew how to like, like reach out to people more through like the music platforms or something. Cause in reality, there's some, like so many people that aren't connected with people they listen to on like Instagram. So like for me, it's like, I'll post something not knowing how to do something marketing wise super well. And maybe 200 people on my Instagram or like 500 might see it. Yeah. But then I have like, you know, all these people through Spotify that I like have no idea how to like, be like, Hey, I have, you know, more stuff. If you want to listen to it, I really wish. And, and Spotify, they've, they've kind of started incorporating elements of a social platform yeah right like artists being able to put up stories and stuff but i wish that they would uh, maybe make like an opt-in option for you to be able to actually talk with your followers because i i think that would be really bad like you know at like a taylor swift level you're like hey you you need to shut your messages down but at, at like my level it's man i would love to connect with them you'd love to connect with them you know yeah, um, absolutely. Hmm. Dude, I don't even know how, like, did you say there's, like, stories on there now? You can post stories? But, yeah, there's there's stories that are happening, but they're hmm. releasing it only for certain people. It's like a test market right now. Hmm. And I think that would be really awesome to yeah. have available for everybody. Because, yeah, it, it can feel a little bit like you've been dropped in the Wild West without the ability to speak yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh because everybody's moving and there's stuff changing constantly and there's information being given and you're like what do i do with this and, yeah. and then they're like here's how many people a month are having some sort of listening t- to your music yeah and you don't know anything about them yep you're like i know some demographics but other than that not really you know yeah yeah, it's a weird it's a weird world, man, but I I feel like too I've finally reached this place in my life where I'm like like I've kind of shaved off a lot of these parts of my heart that were just like in it to like get some sort of like affirmation or something which like yeah. you know, if you would have asked me like 3 years ago, it's like, "Hey, are you doing this to like, you know, receive a certain lo- level of affirmation?" I'd be like, "Oh, no, this is like completely for the Lord." And like <laughs> yeah. that was my heart, but there were still things that were like in me that that were not part of that like sanctified vision and dream and and stuff and so like it's really cool now like I I still want to make time to make things and 
and create and release. But I think that I've just felt a lot of freedom recently from like feeling like I have to be super seen. And so it was kind of freeing because, you know, as someone who doesn't do shows a whole lot, I was just like feeling really behind other artists, I think. Yeah. And so now I've gotten to this place where I'm like, you know what, like, you know, this is, this is, this is great. Just being able to create and like release and stuff. But man, it, it's weird too, though, because I feel like people, I was talking to an artist the other day um, about like the, the numbers game sort of thing and how yeah. like they were just really badly wanting to make like, in like the editorial playlist or like really right. get their numbers <laughs> up and up. Um, and something that I kind of like really, you know, not that I'm like super, super far along or whatever, cause there's people that are doing a lot better than me, but, um, <clears throat> but there's something like I noticed that even though like, how do I put this? I guess it's like the small beginning sort of thing where like we shouldn't be upset for where we're at at the time. Yeah. Because there's so many blessings within that. So like for me, for example, it's like, like with the potential of 120,000 people per month hearing something that I release, like, uh, or I don't know how all the numbers work, but, um, that comes with like added pressure that yeah. like I didn't have before when I was just like experimenting, you know, and, and releasing things and, um, and just, it's a lot more accountability, I guess, too, of like, hey, is everything I'm releasing like biblical, especially yeah. Christian artists, right? So, um, and even just like, there's so much maturity that is gained in like those small beginning places that I kind of like looking back on, I'm like, man, that was a really sweet time, you know, to release all this terrible stuff I had and grow yeah. it. You know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Dude, 100%. I, that's, I, I think it's very easy for us to always want more obviously yeah. right like yeah it, it's just it's just natural part of our mind right you know you have 10 listeners and you're like man if i could have 50 people a month that would be amazing you get yeah, to 50 and yeah and you're like oh if i could just have 100 we'd really be killing it you know yeah and you're pouring like your heart and soul into it and stuff and um and you know even when i look at it now like it's just it feels kind of weird because it's like i'll see numbers and just be like you know, but it could be this because, you know, all these people I'm following are yeah. at this place. And, um, but yeah, it's a really weird thing. Well, and, and we do live now in the, in the streaming world where algorithms and numbers, that's what yeah. gets pushed, right? Like, guys, yeah. thanks so much. We just passed 200,000 monthly yeah. listeners. Like, that really means something, you know? And there's like the ability to voice an appreciation for a very specific number. Yeah. But for, others it can be this weird competition that we suddenly create in our mind like man yep. you know spencer just passed a hundred thousand listeners like how am i gonna do that or right. you looking at someone saying man they just passed three hundred thousand listeners how am i how do i get there it's yeah. just this constant treadmill where we want more yeah. but yeah i think it's like you said there's so many sweet moments where you look back and you're like dang there's there was something yeah special there you yeah. know, for me, I look at t when I had 10 listeners a month yeah. and I'm sitting at in the room at my parents' house and I'm sitting there with like a uh, yeah. former guitar hero like microphone and, and yeah. doing my best to make it work in audacity. And I look back at that yeah. and I'm like very fond of it, you know? Yeah. So it's another thing too, like, 
you know, we talk about doing things in kind of like relatively low quality, but it was like the best we had at the time, which was kind of like, you know, where we were supposed to be anyway. Yeah. But something that like, you know, comes with time and, and just like growing is like getting to the point where, um, you know, we're, we're doing more collabing with people that are kind of stronger in areas we're weak in. And even for the sake of music quality, man, like I, I think something I love, why I love doing mixing and mastering so much is because the finished product is so much more translatable and like professional sounding than a lot of people realize they, you know, like yeah. that are trying to do their things on their own. And the important thing is like, yeah, okay, maybe it sounds good on your car speakers or your headphones. <laughs> right, right. But it might sound like trash on everyone else's, you know? So Dude, it's like, it blew my mind, honestly, when, when I, I mean, obviously I had already released the song Another Day and All the Ways That I Fail You mixed in my house with the stuff that I have here. And then you and I, we met up, we had coffee, we had a conversation and I was like, ah, dude, like, I think I'm going to send you something. And so you graciously like took time and mixed it. And when you first sent me the new version of another day, I was in my car and I listened to it and I out loud went, wow. <laughs> because I was like, awesome. oh no, I've been deaf for six years. You know? that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Cause you like, you'll use the tools that you have yeah. and, and be like, okay, that sounds, that sounds better. That sounds better. That sounds better. Like the more you're adding things, but then, you know, it's like, you know, you're, when you, when you're able to have like good amount of years, like training your ear and knowing what you're trying to hear and like, you know, all that stuff too. So it's like, I, you know, I could tell that you were like on your way. I was just like, I feel like there's, you know, something missing, man. Yeah. Some tools and like some knowledge and some technical stuff. And, um, which, you know, all comes with, with time and learning from people. And, um, well, it meant a lot too. Like I, I do want to say that I appreciate it because I told you in that conversation, I said, tell me everything I'm doing wrong. (laughs) Like, tell me, because it's hard to, sometimes get that out of people you're like look i know that you like me as a person and i know that you generally like what i'm doing but i need you to tell me what you hate about it you know yeah that that can be difficult to to get out and especially when you're you know putting a piece of like art out there and so people feel weird and so i texted you i was like tell me what's wrong and you were like, yeah. here's what you can do on bass. Here's what you can do on the vocal. Yeah. And I just screenshot it. I was like, I'm saving it. That's what I needed. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. Um, and I love the fact that you're able to to help people like like me create yeah. stuff and make yeah. it sound better. Yeah, man. I wish I honestly truly wish that money wasn't like a thing of it because <laughs> I like I know what it's like to not be able to to have the funds to really do something super well. But in the, like in reality, it takes, it does take someone a lot of time. Like, you know, they're paying a lot of money for whatever, you know, plugins or or gear they have. And, um, and so it's kind of funny because like, I think there was, you know, there was someone I talked to and at the time I, you know, I was charging, you know, less, less than I am now. And, um, they were like, you're like, that's a little too pricey for me. Like, you know, I think, you know, that's too much, but they didn't really have experience working with like yeah, an engineer or producer. For sure. What was funny is like, I was like, I literally just bought one plugin, like a, like a tool to use on this person's song that was like more than what they were going to pay. Yes. For the mix. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, 
they're but. they're like, what do you mean you can't just hit a button and it all of a sudden fixes yeah. everything? You know, yeah, I, that I, that I is hard say, to get people to understand sometimes. Yeah, I will say one one thing that I'm super thankful for is that I have had so much experience being the artist and being the person that you know is on the other side. So I feel like I can relate and sympathize in a lot of ways um, that I feel like will help people know that they can like trust me that I'm yeah. not just trying to like you know do things my way or the highway but I understand like y- you're the artist and I think we've talked about this misinterpretation before that I would come in and like change all the stuff they've <laughs> yeah, done hijack when, it right yeah, yeah when really my job is to like fix the issues accentuate what's there and really just like help what they were trying to do be the best thing that yeah. you know it could well, be so. well that's like I sent you I sent you my songs Mm-hmm. And I sent you the tracks in whatever yeah. mess that they were, right? Yeah. And when you sent the song back to me, it sounded like my song. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't have all of the mess, and it was a good level on everything. So it, people get uh, scared because, I mean, I can I feel it within myself, too. Yeah, the, It's scary handing something over and being like, hey, do what you think needs to happen. Yeah. But people don't really need to be that scared of that, um, and especially with with you, because now I've experienced it. So if yeah. anybody's listening and you need someone to mix and master, yeah. reach out to Spencer. But yeah. I um I I feel in a way like I relate to the idea of wanting to help like artists for free, right? Like I yeah. it's with with the podcast and now with the page that kind of went weirdly large on tiktok that i wasn't expecting i've i had the thought cross my mind where i was like what what does it look like if someone if if all of a sudden this became a monetized situation right but i don't really want you know the artist's selections and stuff like that to be a monetized thing right like i i still want to be able to look at someone's music and be like dang i would love to send some people their way and and I just had this happen with a guy named Tyler uh, Corbin who released a song called Toil. And I'm in a live stream on TikTok. He comments, and he's like, hey, I just put out a song. And in the moment, I thought, we should listen to this live. Like, we should just do it. And we listen, and I'm like, dang, this song is beautiful. And (laughs) I look, and he had 100 listeners a month. So I was like, I'm placing him on every playlist. Yeah, I'm dude. now featuring him, and I just checked like yesterday, and I think he had almost 500 listeners now. Awesome. So it's it, yeah. that feels good that he didn't have to try to find those people. Yes, dude, that's that's really cool, and and that's that's another huge point too is that there really are so many people that I see the Lord raising up to 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 sing a song or like bring a sound that is so needed. Yeah, today when we're literally between you know, the secular music world and kind of a fake version of Christian music yeah, yeah. that is like, you know, and I feel like the Lord's like, okay, like there's, you know, I'm calling these people who, you know, I want to come forward with like purity and integrity and, and release stuff, which is, you know, so different than what, what this world is bringing. Um, and so I, dude, I'm all for it. So yeah, if you're an indie artist out there and you, you know, you need help with, with some Heck making yeah. your stuff sound good and, uh, yeah, let me know. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah, I'll, I'll put all that info down in, in the description too. You won't, awesome. you don't have to ask me for, for that. So, but dude, thanks for hopping on. We have yes. run out of time so quick. I don't yeah, know what happens. 
I tell I people, I'm like, it goes so quick. What is going yeah, on? Dude, you're easy to talk to. Oh, thank you. <laughs> dude, absolutely. Like, I, I, again, I, I keep telling people, and I even told you before we start recording, I want these conversations to be so casual. I want it to accomplish uh, telling people who you are and like yeah. what you're doing. But I also want it to not be like a, so what made you do this with this song? Because, you know, like yeah. very overly yep. uh, scripted. Because I think the, the important conversations happen around stuff naturally. Yes. So, but anyway, thank you for hopping on. Thank you for mixing yes. my music. And people, if you want more information on Spencer, go down into the description of this episode and you will find it there. Thanks, dude. Yes, thank you so much. My thanks again to my buddy Spencer for hopping on this episode. If you want more information about him or his production studio, Honeyverb, you can go to the description down below to find those links. I'm personally still laughing while I'm editing this episode about the uh, the fact that he had salsa music going through his in-ears while leading worship. So thanks for hopping on, and thank you all for listening or watching wherever you're watching or listening from. If you want to support the podcast, you can subscribe and rate this thing five stars. You can also go check out our advertisers for this episode in the link down below. That goes to support the podcast. If you're interested in supporting my project that I've got coming out, all of the ways that I fail you, my album for this year, you can go check out the GoFundMe or snag a t-shirt to support that. Thank you all for listening, for supporting this, for following on TikTok, Instagram, all of that good stuff, and I will see you on the next episode. So tell me why.